0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Self-Published Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Pearson, and I'm joined today by my husband. Hi, I'm Nolan. And if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, we talk, we give motivational tips and quotes on, No, wait. We give motivational quotes and tips on self-publishing and marketing. And we also like to talk about movies and how they apply to writers, uh, specifically bad movies, good movies. Actually, most of the movies we've done so far have been good movies. We need to add some bad movies. Okay. Sounds. S- Skyline, Jurassic World 3 2 are like the only bad ones we've done Hey, I, I'm all for watching bad movies so. <laughs> Yes um, I were scheduled Oh, we are going to do So Undercover by the, I think we ought to, Miley okay. Cyrus um, So I've got really bad morning sickness and I was Nolan had to go to bed really early and I was super bored and I couldn't concentrate, couldn't do anything so I decided to look for movies and netflix does not have it's not easy to search for movies on netflix they want you to watch what they want you to watch yeah they'll give you their featured ones and i did a search for romance and chick flicks and i was like so undercover i'm in the mood for a one-star movie (laughs) and it's a one-star review or one-star movie
1: i'm surprised i expected it to be higher not because i don't think it's one star but because i think people have poor taste
0: It might actually be two star or even three because it's Miley Cyrus, but it's a one star movie to me. I wasn't giving the actual, I I was saying it is a one star movie anyway. So our schedule for the next few weeks includes uh, Finding Forrester, Strictly Ballroom, uh, So Undercover. I really don't know. I mean, we need to discuss what other movies we want to do. I know we need to do The Last Jedi just because we have strong feelings on it. And what was the other movie? Pacific Rim 2 or whatever. Those movies. Yeah, we need to do some of those. So anyway. All right. So if you want to go ahead and give us the quote for today, Sir Nolan.
1: Okay. Execution. It's what successful entrepreneurs do consistently to create results others only hope for. Sean Manaher.
0: Yep. That's Sean. He's the owner of Reading Dills. And I like that. That's a good one. How come you picked it?
1: Because uh, I, I, I told you a couple days ago, it was a different quote, but it was the same idea. People get hung up on the work. And then don't do anything. Yeah. They're like, I work harder than anyone. Well, who cares? Yeah. It's not about just working hard. It's about finishing projects. Your job, your goal should be like some people's goals. Like I write every day. Mm-hmm. So what? You can write every day and never finish a book. It's true. Yeah. Your goal is to finish writing stories, mm-hmm. whether they be novellas or novels or whatever. Or
0: to finish a whole marketing plan.
1: Your job is to finish.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, is to have a plan and finish it, yeah. to have a product, yep. to have a project completed. Yeah. Not just to work hard. So people are like,
0: I'm working so hard. Yeah. doesn't matter. Agreed. I like but, that. And execution. I like the word
1: execution. Yeah. Lots of people like do world building forever. Or they start and stop different projects because they start a project and they can realize that they're better before they're even done with it, which is true, especially yeah. when you're starting out. Your second novel is probably going to be way better than your first one.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Just finish
1: the first one. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> even if you ne- never publish it, actually finish. Yeah. You'll learn a lot from finishing a project.
0: Yeah, actually, that's the, way, the only way you can improve as a writer. Working on the same book over and over does not improve your writing. Stick
1: the ending, go through the process of editing... Actually do it, even if you have, you know it's not good enough to
0: publish. Yeah. And we're actually going to be talking about editing and editors uh, for the next several episodes. Before I get into that, though, talking about sticking through a project reminded me that we need to give an update on how the promotion went last week on the Shade Amulet. It went really well. We had some major royalty days throughout that. What was the goal you had for downloads? 7,000. And we got? We got 8,000 in the first two days.
1: There you go. And yeah. it was the promotion was supposed to last a week? What's that? It? it was five days. Five days. So the Kindle unlimited five so, days. So well in excess.
0: Yeah, it went really well, and it was some of our biggest royalty days, especially for the summer. You for the summer, yes. Yeah, so it was pretty exciting. So It was like not summer again. yeah. Uh, so those of you who are still, you still poo-poo on free books, I make most of my money when I do free books, the first book in a series for free. And then everybody, you know, the, of course, 8,000 readers aren't going to read those books and then go on to the rest of the series, but the ones who do make it worth it. And we made the money back. So yeah, people are
1: like, um, they're like, oh no, I gave away 8,000 free books. And they do the tally in their head about how much money that would be if they'd sold them. They were never going to buy. <laughs> People yeah. that download free books there are are people that do nothing but download free books. Yeah, ignore them.
0: And there are people who will not try a new author unless, or a new, author, a, a familiar author's new series unless you give that first book for free. Yeah, uh, um, which is not—I hate that—but you know it works. So. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean,
1: there's a reason why supermarkets have. <laughs> People oh, the
0: little stand, like Costco, the samples. In the aisles
1: and give samples away. I'm and they really have like a hungry. Giant, I am too. <laughs> a giant stack of boxes of stuff yeah. to give away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, or advertisers it's a lot of money they put out front, you know, yeah, up they front. Do. You have to you have to front some money. But it's not money for you. I mean, it's time and effort and I mean to get it ready it can cost money. But mm-hmm. whether you give away a thousand or ten thousand costs you nothing, costs Amazon money. <laughs> yeah. So let Amazon Well, you have to pay for the promotions. Free. Yeah, I know, but I mean just downloading free books. Yeah, I mean, down yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, doesn't cost you anything cuz but but you're telling like what's
0: 8000 times uh, You're not
1: going to be losing money. You're not losing money. You you people look at it like
0: they lost that much money. Yeah. And even if you don't make it back within the promotion itself, which we did, you know, people it takes time for people to read a book. And if your book cover is amazing and they don't read it right away, it'll catch their attention better later on and so they'll actually feel like reading it later. Mhm. So, so that, make sure your covers are good. Yeah, make sure your covers are good. and. If and you remember, wind up in
1: somebody's stack of free books to read, be the one that looks the best.
0: Yeah. And and the, the read-through doesn't always happen right away, so you have to have a little bit of patience. And that's actually a discussion that we had on the BookBub Promotions and More group where one of the authors was... Which you should join. Yeah, go ahead and join it. I mean, <laughs> no way. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You guys seriously should be joining this group. It's amazing. <laughs> anyway, we actually... I did not engage in an argument, but I was very tempted to do so. But as the owner of the group, I was like, it probably would not be. Anyway, one of the authors was like, I think that it's more important to make money now than to make sales later. And this author's been around the block for uh, quite a while. And so I was like, the fact that she hasn't learned the importance of a sell later versus a sell now uh, kind of surprises me because a sell later you know if you get if you win a fan now they'll buy all of your books later and so she won't ever do free promotions. she won't do free book bub anything because she doesn't want to risk the chance of having a whole lot of free downloads and then not making her money back she wants to make her money back right now and so i'm like well you'll never i mean I know that there are some authors like Diane Capri, who, Diane Capri, who writes the Jack Reacher spinoff series. She's fantastic. She very, very, very rarely really does free downloads and she does really well. But the majority of authors are not, I don't know how to say it, they're not big enough or visible enough or even in some cases good enough to not be discovered, to be discovered unless they give some books away for free. And so I'm. it's not my battle to fight and not my battle to win. But I'm just going to tell you all, when I have a free BookBub book promotion, I make much more money, a lot more money than the same authors who have, you know, the same genre who do a 99 cent promotion. So don't be afraid to give away books. By
1: the tens of thousands, if you can, if you, especially if you have a whole series already. Yeah. If you're just giving away your one book and you have nothing after it, don't, don't do that. Yeah, exactly. Just sit on it until you have... A series done Mm -hmm. then promote the heck out of the first book yeah
0: yeah seriously uh you should be
1: you should be like talking of like however you can about the book that you have i mean you do need people to download it you do need reviews yeah tonight you know and as i've said previously the best way to promote your first book is to write the second book Mm -hmm. that is true yes and the best way to promote your series is to have a really big promotion on your first book when you have a series and it can be free because you'll make money on the rest of the series yeah
0: Yeah. The Shade Amulet was never free. It's been on Kindle Unlimited since December. December 11th is when I published it. And this is the first time it's been below $2.99. And the first three books, the fourth book just got released. And the fourth book is $4.99. And I did promotions on the other two, just small promotions. And I, I feel very strongly about not promoting or sorry, not promoting, uh, not discounting a book until it's been released for a long time because you want to train your readers to download at full price and not punish the ones who do download at full price.
1: Yeah. If they, if they download it at first day full price and then like a couple of months or weeks later, you discount it, then you're a jerk.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Then they know to wait and not buy right away. Exactly. Or you they just
0: them. get burned out or they get burned, period, and they don't buy from you anymore.
1: I mean, you want to find fans that buy your books for whatever price you set them at, as long as it's reasonable.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. Exactly. And you get new fans that are, ho- and hopefully hook them with free books when yep. you can, judiciously. Yeah. And carefully, because like the a promotion is a, not just like I have an advertisement; it's a set of things that you are doing.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and go on to the um, the. I always forget which the difference this between the, the quote and the tip. Yes, the tip now. I'm like, the quote. No, we just did the quote. My recommendation when, is to hire a professional editor. And a professional editor is not your English teacher from college. It's not your English teacher from high school or junior high. They, they do edit, and they're good at it. But the difference between the best English teacher I had in college versus my current editor is huge. Because your current editor, it's like, it's their career, you know, they their career's on the line. If they don't give a good edit, then they don't get hired again. And that's not the same thing with a school teacher, whether in college or wherever. And so there's a big difference between a volunteer reader and a paid professional. My editor's taught me a lot of things about grammar and writing. And even when I know a rule, she's she's able to catch things. And she, she's like, uh, Andrea, you know this one, you know. She doesn't do that. She doesn't like chastise me or anything like that, though I do feel like... Emailing her and being like, I do know that rule. I do. But she catches things that, that have slipped by. And like, I'm super embarrassed, but it's better to have her catch things than to have a reader catch something. And so over the next few uh, episodes, we're going to talk about finding editors and then we'll give you an idea on how much you should expect to pay them and um, self-editing, things like that. So it's going to be fun. I actually love, love talking about this sort of thing. And we're going to go into the movie right now, and which is 10 Things I Hate About You. But before we do that, we had a discussion with um, Josh, our audiovisual guy, and Nolan and all that. And basically with how complicated our lives are right now with, with me being pregnant and everything that's going on with the flip house, all of that stuff, we're going to simplify how we talk about movies. And so instead of doing three takeaways, we're going to do two takeaways. And then our goal is to make it so that... We give you uh, the feedback on these movies in a more succinct way, which we'll see how that goes today, just because we're both, once we get discussing, we really get discussing. But we're not going to always give the same points every single time. Like, I don't think we need to talk about characters and character development every single time. We can give a brief setup of the movie and then talk about the things that stood out to us the most. Sound good? I'm not asking the listeners. I was asking Nolan, and he nodded, even though I've already talked to him about this, so I didn't need to ask him. (laughs) All right. Okay. So, Nolan, give us a brief setup of this show. Uh, The Taming of the Shrew. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Which is one of my
1: favorite, favorite. Which is a good... Shatner. Shatner. Shakespeare. Shakespeare.
0: (laughs) William Shatner. He's so good.
1: It is a a bit of a farce. (laughs) I mean, you know, it's it's a... It's, yeah. Comedy. It's a comedy yeah farces and not in the insulting term but in the literal sense of if it is a farce yep exactly um which is good. I mean, it's not, like, super complex, not really heavy emotionally. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be light and fun.
0: Which, by the way, according to the trivia, it wasn't the first write of it. They talked about suicide all the time. Yeah, I and know, yeah. And I'm really glad that they changed it because this was a fun movie and that wouldn't have been.
1: There's, yeah, quirky teenage awkwardness humor mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Yeah. Dating humor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dad humor.
0: Dad humor. Oh, he's, I love him. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a lot of respect for him now that I'm a parent. <laughs> yeah. um,
1: so there, there is a lot of focus on the comedy mm-hmm. between, you know, the kind of absurdity of teenageness Yeah. Mm-hmm. and teenage datingness.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So briefly, for those who don't know what The Taming of the Shrew is, uh, it's basically about a, a witch, basically a, tr- a shrew. And her sister, who is attractive, and her sister wants to date, but in we're just kidding. I'm not doing the Shakespeare version. I'm doing this for this. the setup for this movie: um, the sister wants to date, but her dad says she can't date until her older sister dates, until Cat dates. And so um, Bianca tells the guy, she's like, ah. "Who's the younger sister?" Yeah, Bianca's the younger sister. She's like, "I can't, I can't date anybody unless my my sister goes out." And so Cameron, who is Bianca's technical love interest, decides to set up a ploy to get cat to date and hilarity ensues it's great
1: right because she's uh cat is the shrew Mm -hmm. the horrible one and so he has to find someone
0: who's willing to go out with her equally horrible
1: (laughs) (laughs) to go out with her
0: which as we find out he's not equally horrible he's just misunderstood and he doesn't care (laughs) right yeah
1: Exactly. I mean, all of these people aren't really bad. Like she has a reason for being the way she is. Yeah. It's because she's a weak person and gave in to peer pressure.
0: To gave in to Joey, <laughs> who yeah. is the guy who's chasing her sister. So basically Cameron wants to date Bianca. And in order to get cam, in order to have that happen, they decide to get Joey, the, the model, you know, the super attractive guy to pay. Um, oh, what's his name? Keith Ledger's character, yes. Patrick, Patrick, to pay Patrick to date Cat, right. and so that ends up causing problems because Cameron. Because now
1: now Bianca's in a love triangle. Yeah, right?
0: with Cameron and with Joey, and they both are going for the same goal to get Cat to date.
1: Correct, correct. And then, uh, and then the, there's so there's a the conflict, just a linear conflict between Patrick and
0: Cat. Yep, exactly. Okay, so Nolan, what would you say the inciting incident was? Bianca can't date until Cat does and i thought it was cameron meeting bianca i suppose that's true I, it's kind of like sets a double
1: i mean that sets it in motion but so why does cat even yeah
0: that's true actually no because cameron meeting bianca is not what gets the dad to change his mind that's true it's and that's what lets them that's what sets the story so um the dad actually maybe the dad making that has to happen first because cameron rule. yeah
1: cameron doesn't do his thing until he knows that
0: he can, it's a possibility. Yeah. Okay, so let's say the inciting incident is when the dad... What did you say it was? Bianca can't date unless... Yeah, so basically. So dang it, you win. Sorry. <laughs> All right, so you want to talk about character development really fast? Uh, I mean, it's it's the biggest thing, right? right.
1: Shrew the to shrew to not, not the shrew. a shrew. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, she's so comically caustic. <laughs>
0: she's... Frigid B, yeah, is what Miss um, Perky calls her. Yes,
1: <laughs> I was heinous. Heinous B. Yes,
0: uh, um,
1: and then she becomes not. So yeah. I mean, it's like a huge deal. Yeah. And then uh, Patrick is, you know, like the scary rebel guy who drills holes in people's French uh, language books. Yes, and that sort of thing. And it turns out he's like, I don't want to say has reasons, but he's the way he is for reasons that are his that are which terrible. don't even
0: matter because once you get to know him and know that he did not sell his liver on the black market you know and he did not spend a year in prison you know that right yeah he was he's like, not as bad as he was know. taking care
1: of his grandpa yeah and so he sat on the couch watching tv and helped his grandpa for a year
0: <laughs> yes <laughs>
1: and his accents for real
0: yeah because uh-huh.
1: yeah, he's well, they could australian accent they he,
0: realized that they couldn't get rid of his accent which fully. i actually like yeah because yeah. he,
1: he couldn't uh, get rid of his australian accent he 90% does, yeah, but not does. 100%. Yeah. So people make fun of him about it a bit, and he's like, no, it's it's for real.
0: Yeah, they decided to put that in as part of the To leave it in, yeah. which is
1: fine, Then, mm-hmm. rather than people having awful American accents. Yes. And then <laughs> Everybody Pacific like, Rim looking at you, buddy. Jeez.
0: Raleigh. Raleigh. And
1: yeah. then just not. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if they can't do it, then say why because everyone's going to notice and if you don't have a plausible excuse then it's just painful
0: yeah okay so yeah um cat does have a huge transfer and the and the thing is they actually successfully show her gradually it's not as sudden which is where books usually fell with character development if you've got a huge point to another huge point you've got to do a gradual i mean it is the point of the movie
1: yeah they spend the whole movie well 80 percent of it is her you know finding out why she's that way yeah um it's it it is a good reason maybe not really to me but i think it's a good reason um being being a girl (laughs) i thought she was weak and gave into peer pressure so because she was weak she had to take it out on everyone else no
0: no i think it's because he took advantage of her he he did did take advantage of her (laughs) of course yeah i mean he certainly did but she was able to be taken advantage of (sighs) she's like young she was a freshman (laughs) <laughs> you're like, like no the same excuse age. yeah they're
1: like the same age
0: i'm sorry i'm, so I'm was on a the peer. girl's side it
1: wasn't like her teacher or something or i don't
0: know guys have a lot of control over girls at that age vice versa yeah it's true but it's a lot easier for a guy to get his way with a girl than it is for a girl to get her yeah way but with i mean guy. yeah but
1: and then she was like bitter and blamed everyone else but him for it i mean if she took it out on him she did though it,
0: I mean, well, they're the ones did. that were sniping, and they were at each other all the time in the dude's class. Oh, absolutely. I, I That I got. Yeah. But, like, you know, her dad didn't necessarily deserve She's that. also, her mom did leave three years earlier around the same time. So, I mean, she's just a, a bratty teenager. She's a bratty teenager, yeah. With an attitude problem. So it's going to go on everybody.
1: It is. And, yeah, I know. But, you know, am just saying they don't
0: necessarily deserve to be...
1: No. The object of her ire. And when she does ram uh, what's-his-face's pretty boy's car... Yes, that was funny. It does totally make sense, you know, like, why she's so irrationally... Mm -hmm. Like, because you're like, well... Oops,
0: my insurance does not cover PMS! (laughs) Yes.
1: Exactly. That, like, uh, it seems disproportionate to Mm -hmm. him, but not later. Yeah. Because she does, like, hate everyone, but especially
0: him. Yeah. And she especially hates that Bianca wants to date him and that he's trying to date her. And then, yeah, she won't
1: tell... Or why yeah. until later, until it's the, the penultimate. Yes. <laughs> guess, right yeah. before she actually does go out with them. And she's like, oh, wait, I want to go out with the nice guy after all in the love yeah. triangle.
0: Yeah.
1: And so she chooses the nice guy in the love triangle.
0: Which, I mean, that I don't feel like they did a really good job of showing her choosing him. I
1: was like, well, I guess you're you sh- expressed and you're the only other one to yeah. express interest. I'm
0: like, by why? I mean. If she
1: were such a hot commodity with the beer flavored nipples. What? As, uh, <laughs> Patrick says, "Oh yes. Why is oh. everybody into Bianca so much? Is she got a beer flavored nipples or something?" <laughs> oh jeez. One of my, the best lines from the movie. <laughs> oh, was it? <laughs> Absolutely it was. Um, where was I even going with this? It, it's just basically she, uh, they. Uh, there would be plenty of other guys that would be interested. That would be more appealing than mm-hmm. Cameron. No offense, Cameron.
0: Yeah, he's a cute. He's cute. He's not the you know the rugged cute. He's just, relative to the two. Yeah.
1: There's got to be something in between yeah. <laughs> an earnest nerdy guy and the um, schools stuck-up jock uh, male prep. model.
0: He's more prep than jock. Oh, that's well, yeah,
1: male model, yes, pretty boy,
0: male model, pretty boy. There
1: is a spectrum um, that they ignored, but yeah. obviously, the, in real life, it'd be like cameras. Like, I finally got your sister to date, and she's like, "Oh, that's great. I'm gonna go with this guy over here who's not a jerk to me, but is also not you." Yeah, yeah. That's what would really happen. Yeah. Maybe get a pity date or two and maybe mm-hmm. an outside the bra I'll grope. You probably got that. But, and that's about it. And yeah. then uh, she would move on.
0: Yeah, pretty much. So that's why, that was my complaint about that. I was like, well... I don't feel like she, because when she finally chooses him, I still feel like she's slightly using him.
1: Yeah, it's like he was just happened to be standing there at the time. Yeah, <laughs> like, literally, like he's like moping in the corner. And so like, mm-hmm.
0: here's the thing. Okay, so we see when you're writing a book where one character goes from point A to point Z, like Kat does, so that huge, and then you've got these other characters, like with Bianca going from Joey to Cameron. You need to show why she chooses the other guy. Not just because the one guy's a jerk, but, you know, there's got to be legitimate reasons. Yeah, there
1: really isn't any reason for her to go to him other than he's interested.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, Let's see. Oh, yeah, I thought it was funny. A um, couple of the lines that I really liked. Um, Kat was like, I thought you smoked. And Patrick's like, I quit. Found out they're bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? <laughs> Since the 60s or 70s or whenever they started. <laughs> yeah, Patrick's... Uh... Awesome He is He's fantastic He's my favorite character in the whole show Above everybody else I think Um, And then Bianca's like It's just a party And Kat's like And hell is just a (laughs) sauna Anyway I liked that And her dad And her dad Her dad was awesome He's fantastic He's like the only I don't I have I have a hard time Understanding why Some people want to be Gynecologists And him He does not creep me out (laughs) <laughs> he's like, you want, you know, what I had to do today? Help a fifteen-year-old give birth to twins, and you know what she said to me? I wish my dad, I'd listened to my dad. <laughs> no, she didn't. She would have.
1: <laughs> if she weren't so doped up.
0: <laughs> he's so awesome. He and he makes like Bianca wear a pregnancy, you know, a stomach thingy, uh, yes, girder or girdle whatever. Yeah. Uh, he's awesome. <laughs> he's the way he takes it out on his daughters is great too. Having seen. Uh, worked in a hospital and
1: seen my share of 15-year-old pregnant girls. Yeah, no kidding. And I have to mm-hmm. not uh, make choices that are different, perhaps. Not going to preach, just saying. <laughs> um, It'll crimp your style.
0: It's something that I thought was noteworthy in this movie. Nolan, when the first the movie very first started, said... Oh my gosh, the clothes, the clothes. I forgot how bad the 90s were. <laughs> when was this movie made? In the 90s? Yeah, so... It was like okay, 97 or I'm something. I'm going to skip
1: to the end. Uh, one of my two takeaways is... So oh, you're
0: doing your takeaways? Is
1: <clears throat> so very 90s. <laughs> oh, jeez.
0: So how is that your takeaway?
1: Um, well, well, we talked about um, Dragon Rise of Pern and how dated it felt. Oh, Yes. So, uh, books can feel dated. Yeah, they uh, can. And some can feel timeless. hmm So, this movie is very... Uh, very, very dated. I would say it's still... People still talk about it, at least my coworkers. I,
0: I'd never even seen it until, like, this last year. But oh. I've heard people talk about it constantly since high school. I just never watched it in high school. It didn't even so occur to me. So, if you went to high school in the 90s, and I did... Yeah, me too. <laughs>
1: um, uh, This is uh, one of the cultural touchstones. Mm-hmm. I agree. So... And it is so very 90s, and it looks that way. Even when they're wearing, like, polos, they look like 90s polos. I don't know (laughs) why. Like, they shouldn't change that much, but they do.
0: Yes. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah. Uh, And I don't know. There's some stories that you just can't help. I mean, they're going to be... Dated, you know, there's, there's, or even
1: styles. I mean, you know, not just the plot itself, but the style. Yeah. Or choice.
0: Like, you can't write a, a story in modern times and have a character who has no cell phone and who has no technology, you know, so the stories that are based on. Them being unable to get a hold of somebody, so like wait until dark. Yeah, you have to take into into account. It's impossible. It's almost impossible to do. Yeah, you can't. People are almost always connected, and a battery dying is a really, really cliched reason. Or going, getting out of service. I mean, unless there's something, uh, <laughs> what?
1: Or yeah, spontaneous uh, droppings of things. Yes. Like Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, looking at you. Yes. Where they only happen.
0: Yeah, when when connection only happens when
1: something is. They should have brought connectivity issues up earlier. Right in the beginning. Yeah,
0: Yeah. so if you've got somebody who's on the run, like I, I would believe Jack Bauer, his phone dying. I would believe him, you know, because he doesn't have time to charge his phone. Right. So you've, you've got to have a reason why somebody won't have had time to charge. Or maybe they left their apartment and they were in such a hurry that they did not grab their phone and that they think about it immediately, but they can't do anything about it. And so, I mean, you've got to find ways around uh, modern connectivity and modern technology if you want your story to not have a cell phone, you know. So there's another takeaway. (laughs) Actually, I think I'm ready for trivia. Are you ready for trivia? Yes. Okay. Ten things. Okay, so the ten things I hate about you poem, there was only one take and the tears were not planned. They were natural. (laughs) So her standing up in front of people, that was not planned. The whole film was shot on location and they used zero sets, which is pretty awesome. That had to have saved them quite a bit of money. Of course, they probably had to pay the school, but not having to build a set, they didn't have to take the time, you know? This is Ledger's first American movie. They just did it during
1: the summer. Oh, that's it's true. Off, it's, it's awfully off, nice. Yeah. Uh, I, used, I actually uh, went to high school uh, pretty, pretty close, close to there. To there. Yep. Um, so, so I'm like, wow, it's awfully it's awfully nice outside. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. By Seattle. <laughs> Tacoma,
0: but anyway. Yeah, no, it's close enough. Tacoma's not that far. It's, it's going to have a lot, like it, like, like a lot of weather similar. Yeah. It's close enough to the water where they're going to have a lot yeah, of rain. And, yep.
1: So yeah. I was like, that doesn't
0: <laughs> that doesn't look like
1: school time. That no. looks like the one and a half month period when there's no school.
0: Um, Ledger and Styles dated for a year after the movie, which I'm like, that's cool. They were actually, you know, the attraction was real, which is and they spend awesome. They a lot of time together. So. Yeah. And um, you're going to think this is, you're going to be like, what? Uh, Styles auditioned for the role of Bianca. <sighs> I I like Julia Stiles. Okay, my point about this, none of the actors in this movie are drop-dead gorgeous. I don't, I'm not attracted to any of them. I think Heath Ledger is attractive, but I'm not attracted to him. And so one thing I like about this movie is they use people who look like they could be high school students, you know? Julia Stiles is not a 10 on a scale of 10, but she's a typical, she'd be a high school student, you know? And her sister is also not a 10 on a scale of 10. (laughs) Nolan was like, when she when the guy was like, I burn, I, I perish, I pine, or whatever. And I'm like, why? <laughs> she's like, average. I know. I was like, this is
1: pretty typical. I don't know why. We're... But so is he, you know. And... No, I know. Yeah, I know. But I mean, if you're going to, like, I don't know, there's the untouchable, distant, attractive girl, yeah. and she's not that. She's just rando girl, and you're... Not French class? But, and see, and I yeah. totally
0: liked that. It no, it's for fine, me. I
1: guess. I don't know. I just <laughs> didn't get it. I was like, a, her friend was cuter to me, so whatever.
0: <laughs> Nolan always talks about how the minority friend uh, they, is the
1: cutest one in all the movies. Teenage movies, at least during this time period, yeah. have a minority friend who is probably more attractive and compelling than
0: the uh, main character. So, like, um, um, she's the man, mm-hmm. and this one. Let's see what else was there we've actually step up comment yes yeah, step up we've commented on it several times <laughs> yeah i'm like um not in the podcast just when we're m- watching movies step up one and two yeah actually and uh, probably three <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't remember but yeah i was just like what
0: the heck yeah like how's she
1: doing over there how are you doing girl
0: um like, <laughs> moving on sorry um <laughs>
1: right. i'm hitting on uh imaginary uh
0: women right now. yes uh save the dance okay so julia Stiles audition for the movie save the dance was her dancing on the table in this movie they didn't actually well make her ad- audition they're like she's the one <laughs> yeah i didn't really like the movie save the dance i love like step up and dance I movies I've but seen it. i should make you watch it and see what you think <laughs> i don't think Nolan likes that idea <laughs> i'm still gonna make you watch it Uh, Let's see. It was filmed in Tacoma, Washington. We already said that. And then the final bit of trivia is very applicable to our listeners. Miss Perky. They decided to make her a romance writer to explain why she was such a horrible guidance counselor. (laughs) Isn't that awful? Well, this is back in the 90s. So romance writers were not respected back then. They are now quite a bit, actually. They make a lot of money she and... She wasn't
1: writing romance, was she?
0: Yeah, she was. It's smut, but it's it romance.
1: It's Yeah.
0: Not, I mean, not even erotica. No? No, that's like a straight up romance. Okay. <laughs> this is why I don't... You haven't romance. heard... I haven't either, but I do know the levels. Okay. <laughs> if she'd been talking about like whipping and <laughs> stuff like that, then maybe more erotica. But no, regular romances, that's pretty common for a regular romance. Nolan, you don't look like you want to start reading regular romances no 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 you don't want to read about creamy white thighs like
1: well i do but i mean
0: (laughs) whatever (laughs) he's grinning at me now
1: (laughs) tan ones are good too oh
0: gosh that's one of the lines when our first introduction to her is we see her we see her name miss perky and then we see the line she's writing in her in her laptop and it's creamy white thighs and (laughs) and then um (laughs) is it Heath Ledger comes in first Yes, it's amazing. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna because it's slightly inappropriate for the podcast. But it's funny. <laughs> A brought verse just mentioned. Yes. Anyway, okay, so let's go ahead and give the last of the takeaways. Go ahead and give your second takeaway or first takeaway or whatever it was. Uh, Okay.
1: Oh, yeah, Uh, this is a good example of a character going through a very big change and why they go through the change. Yeah. You don't normally concentrate this much time on a character's arc, Mm -hmm. but it happens to be the point of the movie. So this is a very good example of the A to Z yeah. uh uh-huh. I mean, she still does have a lot of added... I mean, she's not...
0: She is her personality, It is too. her personality,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she's not a different person. Mm-mm. She's a person... Which would
0: have been awful for the story. I mean, if it they is had awful. actually changed she,
1: it. She overcame something. She fessed up to a mistake she made. She helped her sister. Yeah. She, who she used to resent more. And, you know, she reconciles with that, with her father.
0: Yeah. With
1: Patrick... Yep. I mean, it all happens.
0: Yeah, but that's a good point because she doesn't become a different person completely. No, she becomes
1: a better completed version version of herself. She moves past it. You know, it's not like the thing that happened to her is erased and Mm -hmm. she went back to who she was before. She went on to be somebody else who's better than who she was before or during her issues. Yeah, exactly. So very good.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, my takeaways... I don't know which one to give first, so I'll just go in order. Don't overthink or op- overcomplicate things. So dialogue not, needs to feel natural, but if you think too hard on it and you're like trying to make it perfect, it'll actually feel overthought, over overcomplicated. Dialogue is very hard in books.
1: It is. Um, not very many authors are extra very good at dialogue, mm-hmm. honestly, and it's very hard to write a witty, natural. witty character yeah. if you are not, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so many fail. So there, the example I was thinking of when I was writing that was when Bianca's like, you suck. And Kat's like, you suck. And I'm like, that's not witty dialogue. No. But it is true to teenagers. Yes. You know? And so I was like, don't overthink it. Like, you, you want it to feel natural. And that felt natural for two teenage sisters, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, my next takeaway is don't hesitate to borrow from the classics. And, like, this movie, it's not made obvious. I mean, there's, like, one Shakespeare... Thing, but teenagers—I doubt any most teenagers that watched this movie at that time knew it was *The Taming of the Shrew*. Same with *Clueless*. I doubt most teenagers know that that's a retelling of *Emma*, you know, which is a Jane Austen movie. And so that's—I think that's a great, like, you don't have to reinvent the will, you know take a story that you really like from a classic and make your own spin uh, put your own spin on it i would say that this movie has enough originality in it to feel like almost completely different story over taming of the shrew you know Mm -hmm. i mean nobody gets dragged off to some castle no i mean (laughs) it's very base premises but that's it yeah exactly like a little bit of the setup but
1: then it goes on its own yeah you know
0: yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's it for this episode. Uh, Nolan's parents flew in today. His mom gets to have surgery this week for her poor heart, and we are going camping uh, on Friday. I'm pretty excited about that. First time with kids. Not as excited about that part, but right. <laughs> it'll be fun. Our five year old is dying with excitement. Though she did ask Dad, uh, Nolan, she asked him if uh, we were going to live. Uh, from camping.
1: <laughs> and I said, I hope
0: so. <laughs> no, you said, I certainly, I hope, certainly so. hope so. I certainly hope so. Yep. Anyway, so if you have any questions for me, go ahead and send me an email at andrea at com. And Nolan, do you have any closing thoughts or any comments or anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: I'm really tired. <laughs>
0: Which, you know, I mean, there. I just,
1: you know, there's no real, I'm just tired. I don't know.
0: Else, he so. has been doing a whole lot of artwork lately, though. He's been dipping his toes back into things. Now that we're not spending as much time up in that house that we we're flipping, uh, we've had a little bit of extra free time that we didn't have before. And so he's been napping and doing <laughs> artwork. <laughs> like an old man. I'm trying to recover from the <laughs> apocalypse yes. before. Yep. All right. Okay. So my voice cracks. I'm I'm a teenager again.
1: You're just laden with emotions.
0: Emotions and hormones. I am pregnant. That's true. Anyway. All right. We'll talk to everybody later. Bye. Bye.